I V M. On this episode of Paisa Paisa, I speak with Dr. Mohit Batra, the founder and CEO of Markets Mojo. Yes, MarketsMojo.com is a very interesting website that gives you a whole wealth of detail about your portfolio. We are going to talk about how you can minimize risk and maximize your return, and how Markets Mojo is going to help you with that. So, stay tuned for this episode of Paisa Paisa. Are you looking for India's most awesome cricket podcast? Are you now tired of listening to the same old guys drone on about cricket everywhere? Edges and Sledges is a weekly cricket podcast hosted by three fans of the game, Varun, DJ, and myself, Ashwin. It was established in early 2018, has over 60 episodes now, and is of course now proud to be on the IVM Podcast Network. Each week, we get together from three different time zones: the USA, the UK, and Singapore, and we talk about things from the world of cricket with a focus on Indian cricket. We often interview special guests from all around the world, include, including former cricketers and cricket media personalities. So check out Edges and Sledges, the cricket podcast, now on the IVM Network. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and today is the Markets Mojo special. Now, if you know, for those of you who who are not aware, Markets Mojo is this really deep analytics website. I've been a user for quite for quite some time. And if you have a portfolio of stocks, you can actually make a portfolio of your stocks out there on the website, and they'll give you some very interesting analytics on those stocks. They also have the recommendations. They also have a paid product. From Markets Mojo, I have Dr. Mohit Batra, who is the founder and CEO at Markets Mojo. We are going to talk about a very interesting topic: minimizing risk and maximizing return. I didn't know it's possible, but Mohit believes that 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 it is, and there is a way to do it. And I think that's really interesting for people who are investing in the markets in these, um, you know, very rough days. We are recording this in August, and we had a nice fall in the markets, and there are people whose confidence is shaken. Maybe you know, in a month's time, when this episode actually airs, who knows? Markets might have recovered, but handling volatile markets and figuring out your risk and your return is an evergreen topic that really everybody should know about, irrespective of where the Nifty is. Mohit, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Let's just start with a bit of background to yourself. I see a Dr. Mohit Batra out there. Okay, so. Are you among the dentist turned investors? No, no, <laughs> I I don't treat uh, baldness uh, oh, okay. of the head. I treat baldness of the wallet. Maybe <laughs> that's always good to have some. Okay, maybe not hair growing there, but some money growing right, in the wallet. It's a money growing business that I'm in. Tell us something about the PhD that you did. Okay, right. because normally I I you know I I have guests who are IIT, I'm chartered accountants, MBA stuff like that. This is the first time you know so a bit of educational background because it's always interesting for our listeners to also know. What kind of education it takes to you know to do well in the market? Let's start from there. Right. So uh, thanks a lot, Anupam, for having me here. Uh, we are uh, at uh, Markets Mojo, a great fan of your work. Thank uh, you so much. Because I think okay. what is required uh, in today's time is spreading this whole uh, awareness in the market, and uh, you're doing precisely a great job over Thank there. Thank you. It's all because of guests like you. You know. Thank I, you. I I have the chance to host this. Please. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, In terms of my education, I'm an MBA finance. Uh, I'm a chartered financial analyst, and post which uh, I did my PhD in financial services. Uh, my career started in technology and financial services, and uh, my second venture was uh, a well-known company by the name of uh, Money Control. Sure. I was a co-founder of Money Control, and uh, whilst I was doing that, I did my PhD to try and figure out the complexities of financial services that we have. How do wow. we put technology wrap around that and make it reach to the investors? 
So that work uh, which we're doing now through Markets Mojo actually started way back in 97, 98. Overall, I have around 22 years of investing experience uh, and wealth management experience. Uh, I started with Tata's, uh, was uh, looking at their financial projects. Sure. And a couple of years hence, uh, I uh, was the co-founder of Money Control. Uh, I was with Money Control as their CEO post the merger with CNBC till around 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I uh, joined a healthcare insurance company out of US as their chief operating officer, United Health Group. Post which I ran money, uh, I was the country head for wealth management for ABN Amro Bank for about three years. And then I set up the whole wealth business for uh, Motila Loswal. Uh, I was their director of wealth management. Uh, so their private banking, mass affluent businesses is what I'd set. And uh, after that, for close to seven years, I was with a portfolio management services house uh, known as Alchemy as their group CEO. Wow. Uh, that was... Uh, managing wealth, managing portfolio management services, equity services uh, for close to seven years. And uh, Markets Mojo as a company started four years back. We went back, we went uh, live around three years back. And uh, so, you know, that's that's the total that I have out there. Um, but, you know, right uh, in, uh, in in my experience of 22 years, the the, the the sole focus has been to uh, to make money for investors. Great. I want to get into this topic of uh, minimizing risk and maximizing return, right? Because you've got this massive experience in your work actually handling investor wealth. Okay. Across Alchemy, across Motilal, setting up desks and actually handling people's money. I want to first focus on the problem. Okay. And how it starts and why it happens. What's been your experience so far? What does that experience tell you? So that I'm very sure that our listeners, me myself included, I've been a user of Markets Mojo for quite some time and I'm amazed at the data that you put out there that I would, you know, I would probably need a Bloomberg maybe for that. maybe. Right. Right. So let's first set the backdrop out here as to what is the problem. Let's define that. Okay, let's start from that. So, you know, I would I would rather start with a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, background story of mine. When I was opting in for my subject for uh, management, I went to the professors and I said that, you know, should I go in for marketing or finance? I was a very marketing-driven guy uh, and finance was not something that I was that keen on. And uh, he told me that, you know, out of the total savings pool, close to 3% uh, goes towards uh, equity market. And if you look at China, that's around 9-10%. If you look at US, that's around 25%. I'm talking close to 95 And uh, if India goes from 3% to 6-8%, then we'll be, we'll be beating South Korea and China. Um, so, you know, this whole sector on financial services is up for a boom, right? Now, if you, so th- on that hope and dreams, I joined this career. Uh, but if you look at even today, that 3% number remains as 3%. Mm. And so there is, you know, instead of talking very bullishly about uh, where the markets are and investor participation is increasing, I actually feel that the investor participation is not increasing. I mean, even if you look at the DMAT account holders, if you look at the folio numbers, although there's been increase in the folio numbers, but if you look at, you know, people who invest directly in the markets, and if you look at investors, not mm. the traders, that number is not grown. Uh, we are talking about a five to six year growth of 20% total. We are not talking a CAGR of 20% out there. And that's hardly any growth. Uh, if you look at the kind of, uh, you know, retail size of population that we have. Now, uh, I think the the problem, the main problem, there are a couple of problems that, that face us as our uh, investing DNA. Our investing DNA, if you were to look at right from 
what our parents told us is you know you you as soon as you start earning you need to you need to buy a house uh and after that once your emi is over you need to buy a car uh once that is over you <laughs> need to start investing in jewelry because that's good for bad times but having said that that's our asset investing philosophy mm. so we we believe in in there are there are two sides of our our personality one personality side is that we would believe in locking our money for 10 years 20 years in asset classes that are redundant per se uh and there is not much appreciation but where there is appreciation and where there is actual growth of 18 20% where this market has given we we treat that as a savings account okay to me that is a huge huge problem area if you were to look at i mean uh, uh the whole principle of what is an asset investing is 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 a problem area we consider assets as as uh, investing in property investing in gold investing mm-hmm. in fixed deposit but we don't consider actual investing as asset investing sure in i would have you know met so many investors and who've treated their investment account as as more like a savings account i need 10 lakh rupees out so you will not break an fd mm. obviously you're not going to sell your house mm. obviously you're not going to do anything to your car what you would do is typically you would you will immediately liquidate not looking at where you are in the market and you will take it out then i have 2 lakh rupees i'll put that in then i will need 5 lakh rupees i'll take that out so this is according to me the the huge uh, problem area at this point i you know there is there is a there is a classic investor that i had met way back in 2007 he's a very famous doctor and uh, he came to us and he told me mohit the only thing that i have with me is time mm. i have all the time right you take all your decisions but i'm not going to take that money out mm. uh that money uh without any exaggeration in three and a half years uh it went uh five times wow obviously there was a lot of uh, market push behind it yeah. but today that investor is actually a funder into uh, other companies he's wow. he's never taken his money out he's always put his money which he doesn't want into the equity markets uh, or into investments and he follows that philosophy if you go and meet him he would tell you why why have you come and meet, uh, you know uh, come to meet me because i don't need till the time <laughs> there is a there is a you know uh, there's a need to meet yeah. but that is that whole patience piece is according to me there are two virtues we keep talking about is risk and return mm. these are skills you know as i recently read somewhere that skills can be acquired passion cannot mm. if you look at the virtue of investing mm. there is only one word that uh, paramount to success for any investor whether you look at warren buffet you look at uh, rakesh junjunwala mm. you look at the titan story you look at uh, you know the amazon story you look at any story it's just about time in the market how much time are you willing to give in into the market and once you're clear about that if you say that you know i'm ready to be there for 5 years 10 years you would make your 20% uh, chga out there so sure so i want to know a second question related to that from your experience what do people come in expecting and what do they actually do right because this the the doctor that you mentioned is phenomenal but i'm guessing he's an outlier he's the exception what is the average behavior so average behavior is very bullish we all are very <clears throat> uh we are people who believe that we've got our heads right heads on our shoulders and that's fine till the time the crisis hits you so uh, if you ask uh, three four important questions to the investor the answers are exactly the same mm. right i have you got the ability to take risk yes i have mm. uh, uh do you think uh, this is a long term play are you ready for that well yes 
uh, what is the long definition of long term? He thinks six months. No, you convince him six months is not long term. <laughs> Three to five years is long term. Uh. Um, uh, and and obviously after these two questions, the third question is what the investor would ask: that how much return uh, can I expect from the market? Obviously, there's no FD answer to that, right? Yeah. So you would say, typically, you know, you would talk about of twelve to fifteen to twenty percent kind of a return, and he says fine. And then he starts the journey, right? He starts the journey within the first month that portfolio is down 2% and he's like sitting <laughs> on the edge. Uh, in two, three months when the market's a little flat, by fifth or sixth month, he starts thinking to liquidate his money out. Hmm. You know, I typically take this example that you bought a new car, right? Now, if you bought a new car and there's a flat tire or there's an engine oil requirement, you will service the car with the engine oil. You will, will, you will make sure that your flat car is fine. Yeah. You're not going to sell the car, right? Yeah. So that is not something the portfolio servicing approach hmm. to look at your portfolio. How do you realign that portfolio hmm. is just not there. Uh, people just take very ad hoc uh, decisions. You know, we are today living in a in a world where we have uh, stock edge, zero dollars. We've got excellent innovations on technology uh, that are happening. But if you look at all of this innovation that is that is happening on technology, none of this is talking about staying invested in the markets. Right. It is not talking about that you need to build a portfolio over a period of time. And mm. that is the only difference of people who make money versus people who create wealth. There's a big difference in, in, in how do you make money, which can be short term, and how do you uh, make wealth. You know, quoting one of my friends who, who used to uh, uh, run a broking house, I, I once asked him uh, that what is the difference in between you and the other guys? Mm. Is it research? Is it service? Uh, is it your dealer network? Is it the way you talk to the clients? You know, you'll be surprised what he told me. He said, there's only one difference that I have, which others don't. In my system, the client lives for 12 months. In any other system, the client lives for eight to nine months. <laughs> so I have an extra three months on trading if I give the client. So, you know, most of the early stage investors, typically today, just to quote a number, 70% of Zerodha's uh, users are uh, uh, new to broking users. Mm. I mean, and it's a platform to trade. Uh, if you get into the market and your uh, feet go cold in the first two transactions itself, and you get into the market again, and you try and do that, uh, you are not going to trust that market. Mm. This market is very different. A broking market is very different. Investing market is very different. We are clearly focused on making money for our investors. Uh, wherever they want to trade, they can trade. Uh, but, you know, eventually at the end of the day, if they're going for a bargain of a brokerage or if they're going for cheaper services, there is nothing that can take the cost or make you reward on the cost till the time you actually make money. Sure. So what, before we go into break, this is the last question that I have. I just want to, you know, also probably leverage of the fact that you're a PhD in financial services and the fact that you've outlined the problem so so, well, I want to just go into the roots of the problem. What I want to ask you is this. Where does this impression of ours come from? Why do people approach investing like that? You know, where you said that he, you know, you're telling him five years is long term. I would, in fact, say 10 years should be long term. The longer you wait, the lesser your chances of making a loss. That's past data. People coming thinking six months. So, just give us some kind of a perspective as to what is the, what's there in the guy's mind when he, when you talk to him. Okay. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the solution. How do you actually crack this problem? Okay. Right. Tell us about that. So I guess most of the time where you work, you don't want to take money out uh, from an asset is because you cannot take it out. And it's a forced uh, decision rather than a choice on the investor. 
as i said you know investing in house investing in property in investing in gold investing in you know uh, other assets that you look at you actually cannot go out there's no liquid market for you to go and take it out the only place where you can actually take it out with some penalties is is fixed deposits but that's where people don't touch it but otherwise there is a forced uh, lock in into mm. these asset investing mm. wherein let's look at the other side now if you look at the equity markets or if you look at any kind of an investing you have a t plus 1 you you know government is working faster and faster to make sure that your money is back in your wallet and 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 that is the reason that it gives me the convenience to take the money out anytime and give the money back in any time mm. i am a strong subscriber of the fact that new investors who come out in the market should be locked in by force uh so that they have the initial throughput of giving the time to the portfolio to let it mushroom mm. rather than making a choice because just it's available as a liquid choice sure. so that's number 1 number 2 is all this technology innovation according to me is waste because according to me the financial services sector is the most unorganized sector that this country has it works on tips you know i have hugely rich investors who come to us and talk about is there any stock that i can buy which is 10 rupees 12 rupees okay right you know if a stock is 10 rupees 12 rupees doesn't make it's Versus just a penny stock stock right? that's at 18000 or 20000 that's, that's expensive right. okay right so that's another problem area the the second problem area is that you your trade decisions became become your investing decisions so i buy a stock at 100 rupees and i say that i'll put a stop loss at 97 company is great and if it goes up i i'm going to sell the stock comes to 95 you suddenly start realizing that no listen uh, i can hold this i'll take the delivery right so your bad decisions keep getting bad till the time that you are you've got the heart and you've got the courage to cut it out uh, as a as a trader sure uh, so that's another set of problem the third is uh, you know predominantly the whole concept of investing is so so exclusive hmm. that the the guy just doesn't understand okay. there are a lot of there's a lot of talent which is there which is at the sake of talent is known as talent if you look at the whole broking industry the guy who's advising you sitting on the other side is a dealer for example now obviously a dealer has his own limitations of how much he's advising most of the time when i talk to my dealer uh he's asking me what to do <laughs> okay right so so it's also about people who are on the other side which is your advisors sure. uh, on what they can advise you and 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 how much they can tell you about the the truth of uh, patients uh, out there okay so some multiple of issues set of issues sure folks we're going to take a small break out here on the other side of this break we're going to talk about the solution okay the entire uh, crux of our episode was minimizing risk and maximizing return we'll tell you the trick to do that on the other side of this break don't go anywhere we'll be right back Hello and welcome to a brand new week on the IVM network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're listening to a show of ours and you like it, please take a screenshot, tag us. We will reshare, repost and retweet your screenshots from our account. Here's what's in store for you this week. On Cyrus says, Cyrus is joined by Sarang Sate and Paula McGlynn of Bhadipa. Tune in for a fun conversation about how the Marathi digital platform came about. This week IVM Podcasts co-founder Kavita Rajwade and Karthik Nagarajan take you through the journey of the Filter Coffee podcast. They share their favorite memories from renowned guests and talk about what to look forward to in the show's future. On Marbles Lost and Found, Zain and Avanti host an AMA special where they answer listener questions. On Mr and Mrs Binchwatch, Janice and Anirudh continue their Emmy special series. Tune in to know their picks from the comedy category. 
On Water Player, Mikhail Akash and Siddharth are discussing the Ashes, the Afghanistan-Bangladesh match and a lot more. On Varta Lab, it's a crossover episode. Hosts Akash and Naveen are joined by Anupam Gupta, host of Paisa Vesa. Tune in to discover a different side of Anupam on this podcast. On Agla Station Adulthood, Ayushi and Ritasha discuss how to navigate through relationships as adults. On Poliabazi, host Pranay talks to Samrat, a writer and journalist, about the causes and dynamics of the tensions in Northeast India. On Kinetic Living, coach Urmi shares a workout called X-Cross MC on Tabata Tuesdays and also highlights the importance of resting between workout routines on Thriving Thursdays. On Geek Fruit, hosts Tejas and Dinkar turn the tables from last week and this week discuss singers who decided to be actors and how they have fared. On the Pragati podcast, Manoj Keval Ramani joins our host Pawan to explain the ongoing Hong Kong protests and its history so far. And with that, let's get you back to your show. And welcome back to this special episode, The Markets Mojo Special with Dr. Mohit Batra, founder and CEO at Market Mojo. On the first part of this episode, we spoke about the problem, you know, how investors go wrong and how they time the markets. They say long term, but they're only there for six months and other things. In this second part of our episode, we're going to talk about the solution. Mohit, talk to us about how do we crack this problem now? Okay, we know that a very small percentage of our entire population actually invests. Those who invest land up doing it, you know, whether in the right way or in the wrong way with some expectations that that's what your experience has shown you. You know, they come in with a set of expectations, things go wrong. Probably investments are the first thing they sell because of liquidity. They wouldn't sell their house, they wouldn't sell gold, they wouldn't sell, you know, they wouldn't break an FD. Now let's get specifically to the solution. Okay, and of course, what does Markets Mojo offer that can actually provide a better investment decision-making process for our listeners? So, let's start with that. Okay. So, um, um, I'm going to come to the Markets Mojo part a little later, but sure. I think the principal thing that is required for investors to understand one uh, virtue, as I spoke earlier in the episode, is about patience. If you are not willing to stay put in the market for three to five years, be it through direct equities or be it through mutual funds, please do not invest. There That's is the bare minimum, bare minimum, bare minimum, because only timing and a little bit of luck uh, in a lower period than then can make you money. Uh, but most of us are not that lucky. So, uh, you know, we will end up uh, losing money and we'll end up uh, running away from a excellent uh, opportunity to make money. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that time, uh, then you should do that. So that's number one. Number two is who are, who is it that you're taking the advice from? Uh, your friend and relatives and your uh, people around you are great guys, but they are friends and relatives. If you are taking an advice from somebody, make sure that it's authentic. Make sure that, you know, go to a tool like Markets Mojo, validate that particular advice if you feel like. Uh, but don't go on hearsay because people never talk about losing positions. People only <laughs> talk about how much money they made because these are dinner level discussions. Yeah. And nobody talks about, you know, how, how big fools they have become from the market because they lost money. Sure. So uh, the euphoria of investing is 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 uh, man-made. Uh, it's not uh, something that uh, is, uh, you know, what actually has happened. Sure. And we need to be careful about that. Okay. So these are two things that uh, uh, come to my mind in terms of a little bit of a personality shift that you need to do before you get into the uh, uh, investing game. The reason this is, you know, the reason that we created Markets Mojo is precisely for the set of investors that we're talking about. Now, in our experience, uh, people who've, uh, and we've studied this in depth, uh, go to sites like Money Control or Economic Times or Stock Edge or various other excellent platforms available. They look at the price. What is the stock price? 
and then they look at their portfolio and then they come out. Uh, now, and I'm talking about scientific research that we've done out here. If you try and understand what the company does or what the company, how the company is doing, they will throw up a PNL, which will be a last 10 years PNL. They'll mm. throw you a balance sheet uh, and they'll throw you cash flow uh, statements. Trust me, uh, being in the market for 22 years, even I don't understand those. Yeah, they're so, just columns of numbers, lots and lots of numbers. And exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there'll be certain percentages here, columns of numbers, and, and, and that's what uh, throws up. When we were looking at uh, this whole investor behavior, we, uh, we found two things. One is that there is hardly any depth in the market of understanding. Even if you, you know, uh, compare a Bloomberg, a Bloomberg is also a list of numbers and data points. What we wanted to do is that we wanted to create so what of every possible data for the end investors. Mm-hmm. So the balance sheet is this. So what of the balance sheet? So PNL is this. So what of the PNL, right? So we ran close to 550 formulas fundamentally and technically analyzing the company uh, to give you a view on every company. Mm-hmm. Now, as we talk today, we analyze close to 30 million data points on a daily basis. Wow. The data points that you see in on any site is something that is our raw data. We analyze those data points. Sure. And we tell the investors whether the quality of the company is good or not. When we look at quality, we look at the last four or five years of indicators. Mm-hmm. How's the valuation of the company today? Uh, how's the, technically, how's the company doing today? And the last results that the company declared, how was it for the company? So these are the four dots that you'll find on Markets Mojo. Whilst doing that, uh, we cover 100% of listed companies. You know, most of the uh, researchers would typically give you research on the top 200 companies. Uh, uh, we also analyzed the DMAT account holders and we figured 80 to 85% of the total retail DMAT account in this country mm. hold stocks which are beyond Nifty 500. Wow. Okay. Now, there's absolutely yeah. no research that's available on Zero. those yeah, stocks. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, we we get gotten to that whole segment and today we give research on each and every single stock that's listed on the stock market. Sure. So, this would, you know, obviously give you a much more educated uh, guess out there. Uh, it's a very simple piece of information, but it's very critical for uh, for people. Okay. Now coming down to uh, the investor solution, the investor solution for uh, for the uh, patients uh, is what we've already spoken about. Yep. Now we'll speak about how do you get into the market. Uh, we all, we keep getting these uh, you know requests from the investors that I have two lakh rupees, I have three lakh rupees, I have five lakh rupees, I have ten lakh rupees. How do I invest? So there are typically two kinds of investors and nothing beyond that is very simple. People are investing for the first time and people who've had certain experience of investing. People who are investing for the first time typically don't want to look at a lot of research. They're just coming to you that, you know, this is my 5 lakh rupees. Where do I need to put this 5 lakh rupees? For such people, we've got ready-made model portfolios on the site. All you need to do is put in your amount that you want to invest. It will give you the selection of stocks. The whole math and science we've already done behind it, uh, and it's a moderate portfolio that we'll create. And once you've created that and you store it, you can monitor it, but we manage it for you sure. through the life of the client. The second set of client is, you know, uh, uh, people who've got an experience, they've, they've got a set of portfolio that is there. You can just upload the portfolio in Markets Mojo. Uh, we analyze the whole portfolio and we start optimizing the whole portfolio, which means that through your life, we'll be telling you what to buy, what to sell, what to trim. 
Now, this the the whole big data and algorithm that is working behind that is taking care of everything. It's taking care of market scenarios. It's taking care of sectors. It's mm. taking care of allocations, diversifications, volatility of the portfolios. It's taking care of single stock exposures, top three stock exposures. So there is. I can keep giving science behind it, but there's a lot of stuff that is happening. Mm. But what you see is a state actionable. The only request that we've got to investors out here is that just keep doing and following what we keep telling you. Uh, and that's about it. We are also unbiased, so we don't trade uh, so they can have a trading account with anybody. Uh, and, and that's something that, uh, you know, uh, gives a lot of uh, people uh, trust in, in our services. Uh, right. So that's what typically we recommend. Okay, so... Uh, how do you handle investor behavior? The, the, you know, that's what you're talking about, right? Now, say we are in August, the market is down from 12,000 to 10,000, nifty that is. How does market move help me? Like, you know, maybe you've given me a fantastic portfolio, but I'm just losing it. You know, I'm I'm just nervous because like you said, it's just been six months since I entered. I just want to take all my money out because the market is liquid. So is there any specific tool or any way that you actually handhold the investor through these difficult times? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Anupam, because, you know, uh, the there are a fair amount of limitations of technology ventures. Uh, we may uh, send across great newsletters. We may uh, write the more comforting language on the newsletters. We may tell the investors to hold on. But having said that, you know, till the time that person actually speaks to somebody uh, and goes through a, a physical review of the portfolio, sometimes uh, he's just not, you know, uh, relaxed to that sure. extent. So we've also got speak to our CIO once a month uh, service where uh, if they just set up a calendar event and they can call up the phone, uh, they can call up and speak to our CIO. Okay. And this discussion can go on for an hour or for two hours uh, and they can pour in all their questions out there. Right. Now, trust you me, this is uh, the, the, you know, the big talents available for even servicing the smallest possible clients. Uh, people who are just starting up have a lakh or people who have a crore or 10 crores, doesn't matter who the client is sure. for us. For us, it's a portfolio and for us, you know, every portfolio is important. So we set up those uh, kind of calls. We also give a lot of market views. We push a lot of market views to our clients. We also tell what's right in the portfolio, how hmm. they should be holding the portfolio. So all of those things keep going in. We monitor the results of companies that are coming out and immediately, you know, as soon as the result comes out within maybe minutes, the client gets an update of uh, whether he should keep holding the stock or not and with the rationale out there. Sure. So if you just keep following it and, you know, our model portfolio results are displayed on the site. Uh, there are, uh, you know, superior kind of returns that we've delivered uh, okay. over the last five years. So, and we keep updating it every day. They're live available out there. Okay. So that also, I think, you know, once you see your results uh, coming up, um, you uh, you feel a lot relaxed. In the last three years, uh, we've started giving a lot of research to top brokers in the country. So brokers like Motilal Oswal, uh, Kotak, Geojit. Hmm. Uh, we are there on the Bombay Stock Exchange site. Uh, so all of these tie-ups, we today service close to 27% of the retail DMAT accounts in this country already. Wow, it's a big number. That's right. So hmm. in three years, 27%. And this year, we should hit around 45%. So half of the... DMAT account population through these brokers is seeing our research. Sure. So for that matter, people who want a direct set of uh, research, they come to us. Mm. There are premium services. They can pay for it where we actually handhold them, manage their portfolio through their lives. Uh, otherwise, everything is available free on the site and uh, they can look at that. Okay. Last two questions. Okay. First is the four dots. What, you know, I, I, this is really, I just find it really cool, right? So I can see from your card itself. So there's, 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 there's red, there's, 
I guess yellow and green. Is there a fourth dot here that I'm missing? Yeah, we we added a fourth dot. What are the it. so tell us about the colors and what what do they mean? There's you know visually, it it's appealing and it just sends a message straight away. Just walk yeah, us through that. So uh, the background behind this was that uh, we didn't want to come out. We are a SEBI registered investment advisor, uh, which we got our license just about uh, six months back. uh we didn't want to have a hard call on all listed stocks we were, we are we were talking about a research on all 4000 stocks which has never been done across the world anywhere sure. uh, across any platform sure so we said that fundamentally we'll keep uplifting the product and um, we initially came out with the the three dots um uh, and these three dots as you see on the signal uh, is like a signal uh, of investing on uh-huh. any stock the first dot uh, is the quality of the stock where we look at uh, fundamental analysis of the last 5 years so detailed pnl balance sheet and fundamental analysis of the last 5 years the second dot is how's the valuation of the company so we look at the valuation at the current prices uh, and we tell the investors whether it is a good price to buy right now or it's not a good price to buy now the third dot is how's the current financial trend uh, where we analyze the results uh, the quarterly results and we tell the company fundamentally short term how the company is doing and the fourth dot that we've added now is the technicals mm, because there was okay. a lot of feedback coming in from the investors that sure. you know is this in the bullish range is this in the bearish range so we got all of that intelligence and we added the fourth dot now two of these dots go together and the other two go together so the quality and valuation give me the long term view on a stock and the current financial trend and the technical give me the short term view on the stock so on every stock you will have a long term view and you have you have a short term view uh, that's something that you can evaluate on uh, on any stock apart from that you have a portfolio analyzer uh, which we analyze the whole portfolio that is free uh, as a service that's available we optimize your portfolio that's a paid service there are screeners on the site you can make your own screeners that's for a little high end set of uh, investors we also rate each and every broker in the country today So there are sixty-four brokerage houses. We mm. personally believe that people come out on media houses. They talk about uh, a stock on which they have a position, and uh, you know, by the time that call goes to retail, uh, there is a mood for the analyst to get out of the stock. So mm. you know, in this whole up and down, the retail investor loses money sitting in front of a CNBC or Bloomberg TV to look at stocks. Mm. So what we do is, as soon as the call comes from the analyst, we start tracking the call, and we tell you. uh which analyst or which brokerage houses are given what kind of return okay so that you know when you are uh, tying up with uh, a partner you know which is the best partner to go with sure so that's the wisdom of the crowd that we also collect on the side fantastic more anything else maybe a message for our investors maybe you know our our listeners who are new to the markets and are seeing this turmoil what do you what you know let's just end on a positive note on how to actually minimize risk and maximize return that you want to tell our listeners right as we wrap up So uh two things I I would say that uh one is uh, you know you we've all heard of high risk high return low risk low return according to me it's high patience high return low patience low return uh you know you you should always remember that when you look at that screen the second thing is investing is a very lazy activity <laughs> okay uh, it is money is made out of sitting sure you should not move too much uh just to frankly give you a point of view is I think I would have personally looked at my portfolio in the last 6 months where everybody is talking about you know you go to the gym you go for a walk with a friend everybody is talking about what's happening in the market yeah. I have just not looked at my portfolio so once in a while when I look at my portfolio I think it is doing brilliantly well uh because you've got 
you've got to have the right investments that you've done out there. The third thing is, if you are ever looking at investing in stocks yourself, look at two parameters, and you can find both these parameters on our site. Uh, one is you should look at an excellent quality stock. All the stocks uh, quality paradigms are are listed on the on the site. Okay. And you should look at a low debt company in these times. Okay, sure. So if you look at a low debt company, uh, low pledge shares of the promoters and a high growth company, uh, which has got a great quality, these are the only three, four things you need to look at. Uh, just three, four things that you would look at and you would you would not go wrong in the long run. Understood. So, um, and last, lastly, I would say that, you know, there are very few people in the market who I've seen personally lose money in the longer run. This is now all the asset classes that we were so gungo about, which which we carried on with, with our with our parentage. Uh, real estate is getting a beating down. Uh, Big beating you down. know, gold is obviously where it is. If you've got to make that 15 to 18 to 20% return, there is one investment opportunity. Treat it seriously, sit tight on it, be as lazy as you can. Yes. Hmm. Uh, get a good manager to advise you and that's about it. Fantastic. And for more details, visit the website is marketsmojo that's M-A-R-K-E-T-S-M-O-J-O dot com. My guest, Dr. Mohit Batra, founder and CEO at marketsmojo.com. Mohit, thank you so much for joining us, for taking the time out and for telling our listeners about how to minimize risk and maximize return. Right. Just last one thing, Anupam, is uh, if there is any investor who's got a direct query on their portfolio and they want our advice, uh, they can write directly to me. My uh, email ID is mohit at marketsmojo.com. And obviously, we will pass it on to our CIO and we will uh, be happy to help uh, whoever's so fantastic got a invite. That's a fantastic opportunity, folks, for you to reach out to Mohit directly, mohit at marketsmojo.com for your queries. Mohit, thank you so much for joining us in this episode, the Markets Mojo Special on Pesa Vesa. It's a pleasure, Anupam. And as I said, great job, uh, great work you guys are doing. Anytime, uh, it's, it's it's a pleasure to meet people who have same philosophies. Well, thank you so much for for having those kind words for us. Our show runs because of fantastic guests like you, thank folks. You. If you have any feedback on 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 Pesa Vesa, any ratings to offer, you know where to put it. Go to the podcast app. Give us some ratings out there. If you want feedback from me, my Twitter handle is at b50 on Twitter. The IBM podcast page has a contact section. So give us all your breaks, bouquets, brickbats, whatever it is. We just run out feedback. Thank you so much. Mohit, thanks once again. Thank you. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Filter coffee is a fascinating beverage. You need to pick the right beans, blend them in the right proportion, roast them to perfection, and slow brew at the right temperature to get the perfect cup. Which is exactly like great conversations as well. You need to track down the most interesting minds, get them into their zone, and settle down for an unhurried, unscripted chat. And coffee for me is always, always, always best enjoyed with friends. I'm Karthik Nagarajan, and do share my table as I meet some of the most interesting people I know and sit them down for a strong cup of coffee and an even stronger conversation. Join me every Wednesday for a freshly brewed episode. This is not frappe. This is the Filter Coffee Podcast.
Welcome to Water Play, you guys. This is the favorite sports podcast of several sports persons, such as myself, Dudeja, and Mikhail, who also happen to be the hosts. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, you should definitely listen to our podcast for our take and quite a uninformed but hilarious take on, on sports, sports every week. Uh, we give out awards. We discuss uh, what happened in the world of sports, and uh, we, we take we, breaks as well. We come up with jingles and sound effects on the go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you should definitely give give us an example of a sound effect, Rajesh. Bolo mein tuade. Yeah, tune in for some of that, bro. <laughs> you can catch us on the IBM network every Wednesday on the go. On the Wednesday, in the Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. What a player. What a player. W. Wednesday. W. Wow. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday to Wednesday. What a player. Matthew Wade.